Welcome to this edition of Sean and D's Good Tape. Sean Newell, Dennis Brzezinski. How you doing, D? Hello, Bungo. I'm doing good. And yourself? Uh, not too bad. It's hot outside, but that's okay. How is it up in the lovely Marquette, Michigan? It's not bad. It's been kind of stormy the last couple of days, but uh, but temperature-wise, it's better better it's than a- Texas or Korea or apparently uh, Peoria. Yeah, it's always a little bit better up there, though. Always a little nice and cooler. Yeah. Also with yes, us today, yes. Richie. How you doing, Richie? Gentlemen, it's great to uh, be here, and uh, as Nelly would say, it's hot and hair down yes. in the loo. Yes, it's probably a little bit hotter there than here, I would imagine. We bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because closer to the equator. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> science. Yes, I love science. <laughs> so we got a good playlist coming up. Um, a lot of, of uh, a lot of unique songs and some a couple of different weird themes going on with uh, with this week's playlist. But uh, first, um, want to talk a little bit about Richie and I last weekend got to uh, go to a concert and because I had too many drinks, it was almost like D was there because I was. Sending <laughs> yeah, I got, during I got several text messages and, uh, and videos. Yeah, the, I enjoyed that. The one that was most embarrassing was the one I sent you of around here, which was a really good video. But I could hear myself singing in the background. <laughs> 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 later later this week i watched it because i hadn't watched it back i'm like oh shit you can hear me playing this day you know that was kind of the cool thing about this concert though i think was that it sounded great i mean it absolutely did but it wasn't so loud to where when they were playing richie and i could still have a conversation and hear each other just fine it wasn't it wasn't cranked up like you think of a lot of rock shows being well in outdoor venues especially they they tend to overdo that a little bit how was the venue how the, the new the new place fantastic it it is so for our our local illinois listeners it's a new venue down in st louis it's literally right next to riverport so yeah that's i read it's, that it's on the other side of the casino and it's it's an outdoor hockey rink actually is what they use it for oh. and it, but the entire thing's covered it seats maybe four thousand people there really is not a bad seat in the house and it's an it's a nice little place to have uh down there you know besides just like the pageant and uh and the fox theater like you know a place where you know you can do an outdoor show you don't you know obviously not everybody's going to sell out the you know the the hockey arena or or uh or or uh, Riverport, mm-hmm. you know, so it's, it's cool to have that alternate venue there. Well, and that, that is the nice thing too, for bands like the counting crows and most of the bands that we like from when we were a little bit younger, I mean, they're not going, unless it's Pearl jam, you know, or something like that, you're probably not going to sell out a 20,000 seat stadium anymore or arena right. or whatever, you know, so 4,000 was just about perfect for this. And, uh, the nice thing about it, you know, is, as Richie kind of mentioned, Number one, it was quaint, but number two, the prices weren't really all that jacked up. I mean, parking was $10. A beer was like $8, which, you know, is more than you want to pay for a beer, but it wasn't particularly awful, you know, or anything like that. And there was a really nice outside area where, you know, you had the covered arena or the covered um, part for the music and stuff, but then you could walk around the other side of it where the concessions were. And there was a little grass, it was fake grass, but a little grass area where people were playing bags and you could just stand and talk and 
So during the opening acts, we watched one opening act, and for the other one, we actually stood outside and just BSed for for you know probably a half hour or so, and had a couple of drinks, and you know it was a it was great. I mean, I I don't think I've ever been to a venue that I liked quite that much for a concert like that, really. And I will say, I don't remember the name of that first opening act, but they were pretty good, really. Oh, Sean, Sean Berta was his name. Yeah, I, I think D, I think you would actually like him. Like yeah. it just, it had an interesting vibe. He had a Freddie Mercury type vibe to him, I thought. Yes. The way he said oh, yeah. it. Yeah, it yeah, was, yeah, it, yeah I mean, much. not as good as Freddie Mercury, but he was, he's a songwriter who collaborates a lot with Adam Duritz and, and then he got to, got to be one of the openers. But uh, best part of the entire opening act though. And Richie knows what I'm going to say. There was a Chick-fil-A stand there selling sandwiches. Okay. And this guy came up and he's like, I want to thank everybody for, uh, for supporting an openly gay artist. And, you know, I really appreciate it. And I especially appreciate, (laughs) I especially appreciate all of the support that Chick-fil-A gives to the LGBTQ community. (laughs) So so with that in mind, with that in mind, uh, I always preferred the Popeye chicken sandwich to, to the Chick-fil-A because the, the, uh, the only couple of times that I had Chick-fil-A, I wasn't really that impressed with it. However, a couple of weeks ago in Texas, I got like somebody made a lunch run and that's where they went. So I said, hey, yeah, go ahead and grab me a sandwich. And it was really fucking good. From Chick-fil-A? And, and yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't like supporting them, but but that's a good fucking sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've always thought their chicken nuggets are like that's what back when it was in the mall in Springfield, I used to get the chicken nuggets as a kid and they were fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, anyway, back to the concert, you're going to be surprised by this, I think, D, but um, the best part of the show by far, hands down, I think Richie would agree with me on this, was hearing the new EP straight. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. It was fantastic. I mean, well, and and it's so built for that sort of thing, you know, to be played live like that. And and I'm they probably just zipped through the whole 26 minutes or 30 minutes, however long it took them. They just went uh, straight through. Yeah, and the awesome. the other interesting thing is, and and you and I know this because we've seen them three other times, but some people like this and some people don't about them is that 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 Adam tends to talk quite a bit during the show, you know, and he'll he'll tell a lot of stories and stuff like that, which draws out songs and you know and all that. He did that once during the entire show, which really, oh, really? surprised me. One time he yeah. talked to the crowd for maybe what five minutes. No, yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't even noticeable yeah. as a mm-hmm. like. Like I was expecting a lot more of it, having not seen them before. And no. Yeah. The only song they really jammed out was round here, you know, which wasn't particularly long. It was only like six minutes instead of four or whatever. You know, it wasn't crazy. I wonder if that's because I'm guessing they must've had a hard 11 o'clock out. Maybe they probably couldn't have played past for some reason. I mean, the, the the venues in the middle of nowhere I've, I've seen. Well, I, I, I've St. Louis is like that. I know. Uh, and same with, uh, uh, Oh, whatever the, the world. Well, I can't think of what it's called now. You know, in Tinley Park, it's also called Hollywood Casino Amphitheater up there, just like it is in St. Louis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's weird. I, I still call it the World in the mm-hmm. in the Riverport. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, they it still has the Riverport sign out front. Well, I mean, it technically is in Riverport. You know, yeah. I mean, that's the the name of the business district. So. Yep. Yeah. So it was a great show. And, uh, I would highly recommend anybody who hasn't seen them. I I mean, they were tighter now than I can, I can remember any of the other shows, but it was also that thing where it was so nice to see live music again. It'd been over a year and a half since I'd seen a band. And I think that was part of it too, but man, it just, you know, having, having a couple of drinks and the live music and stuff, it, it just, it just spoke to me tremendously. I had a great time. Yeah, and and you got to think. Not only are you ready for live music again, these musicians and artists are, oh, yeah. are you know probably 
in, in their peak in their prime right now to be being like, let me get out there and fucking play this shit. Mm-hmm. Which which leads really well into the uh, uh, the first song in the playlist. Actually, uh, this is uh, whoever said by Pearl Jam off of the Gigaton that came out last year. Uh, this song will be amazing live. Mm-hmm. I think it's such a rocker and a great way to start an album and a playlist. Coincidentally, yeah, go go for it. Let's yeah, let's get into it. Yeah, uh, it, it, there wasn't a whole lot uh, as far as like notes for, that I could find uh, on on this for some reason. I, I may, you know, there's so much Pearl Jam content on the online, but but there wasn't much on this song. Uh, Stone Gossard said he believes it. He sees it as like a tribute to the Rolling Stones. And then when you when you uh, 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 get to the chorus, that whoever said it's all been said gave up on satisfaction. You know, obviously that you know, a Rolling Stones reference and they're all huge Rolling Stone fans too. Uh, speaking of that, RIP Charlie Watts, mm-hmm. uh, the drummer this last week. Uh, yeah, that was sad to see, but, uh, but yeah, no, this is a great fucking song. I've been trying to put it on a playlist for, for a while now, but it just always kind of, uh, other songs went better with what we were doing. You know what the Charlie Watts thing though, really quick. The, the amazing thing is though, if you would have ever said, you know, <laughs> speaking of the song um you know 30 years ago that that a member of the rolling stones would live to be 80 years old though you'd be like no way i mean that's well, pretty amazing I, you know I, I, really. a, a friend of mine said uh uh it's you know i'm not going to uh i'm not trying to be crass but i can't believe he's the first one mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah, to die exactly you know considering exactly. jagger yeah. and richards is uh mm-hmm. you know history mm-hmm. keith you did them all yeah there are no drugs left. <laughs> We're going to have to wait until you die and then snore your ashes. <laughs> so back to your point on, on D on this song, just being such a rocker. It The opening bars really remind me of, of TNT by ACDC. Like every time I, I hear it, that's what I was immediately thinking about was just that we were going into that song. Um, and then it's it's a great song and not not typical of a Pearl Jam song, I don't feel like. I just like you can understand the words. It's it's weird. It's funny you compared it to ACDC. The part later in the song, which which where it really gets into my favorite bit of the song when it gets kind of towards the end and they start getting into that weird cadence and Eddie starts singing kind of weird, reminded me of Added Up by the Violent Femmes. Uh, yeah, later yeah. in the song. I, I mean, where he gets a little yeah. scatty, like yeah, a, uh-huh. uh, and, and like the the tone of the song kind of changes, like you said. It's mm-hmm. one of those songs that's it starts one way and ends another way. Yeah, uh, and and then you know ends up ending on the chorus, but. Uh, you know, but, but yeah, I thought you would dig that part of it too. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was by far my favorite part. I actually was listening to it when I was out and about a little bit ago, I gave one last listen to the playlist, especially the songs I wasn't as familiar with. And this is one of them. And yeah, I was just like, that's totally the, that that's totally what makes the song as good as it is. The, the, my favorite, one of my favorite lines, it's, it's all delivery. Oh, said the messenger who is now dead, you know, like playing on the don't shoot the messenger Mm -hmm. sort of thing. Like uh, that's just such a cool way to put it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's I, I feed him drinks just to watch him drown, swallow my pencil and bleed out my pen, surrender the wish we'll be together again, but I won't give up and I won't give up on satisfaction. Oh, so good. Yeah. <laughs> I love Pearl Jam. Oh, speaking of them. Uh, what? Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, Friday marked <laughs> the 30th anniversary of the release of 10 and the 25th anniversary of the release of No Code uh, uh, concurrent, you know, like five years later, obviously, uh, but two great albums and they're streaming this weekend. I think it ends tonight or maybe tomorrow night. Well, here, uh, that, that Moline, no, no code show that they did in 2014 on YouTube. It's so, oh. I watched it last night. It's so fucking good. I I've, I've been, I've heard it a couple of times on uh, Pearl Jam radio on Sirius XM the last yeah. couple of weeks. Yeah. So, so here's the question. This is a tough one for you, D if you could only have one of those going yeah. forward easily. Yeah. It's got black, a live porch. Yeah. 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 Okay. 
All right. Yeah. No code's great. Uh, well, I didn't know. I thought you might go the other direction because of the fact that you've heard all of the, those are the biggest Pearl Jam hits, you know, the yeah, ones but, off but, 10. Could you go without those? Cause you've heard them so much. Yeah, no, I, I, it would be 10 without a doubt. I, I mean, no code is great, but, but the songs like uh, right now, consequence of sound is doing uh, their, they have a podcast called Opus where they spend a season discussing an album and uh this current season they're doing 10 obviously for the for the obviously for the anniversary and uh and and listening to this woman you know talk about this the album and the way she's doing it's it's i mean it makes it even more fascinating to me some of the shit that i didn't really didn't necessarily realize or for had forgotten about but yeah 10 hands down hands down so moving into the next song, which is, uh, which is mine that uh, I was told last week, Richie, that you and I are way more depressing with the songs that we picked. Than yeah. I was like, I, it's yeah. like, did you guys get together to try to fuck no. me by putting out depressing <laughs> songs? No. Like, well, God damn, two of yours, two of yours, Sean, are just fucking heartbreakers. Yeah. And I wanted to get the, the one that we're closing with is like, still makes me cry every time I fucking hear it. Yeah. And, and I mean, I I, had, I think I set the tone when I sent out my three songs because I, I definitely had a theme going and, and Sean built on that theme very nice. Well, it wasn't was on pur- purpose, though, necessarily, because I had already kind of picked where I was going before beforehand. So I guess we were just in the same mindset or something. I don't well, know. And, and that's the yeah. thing is, is a lot of the times like the theme sort of accidentally. Mm-hmm you know, run in together. Yeah. Uh, uh, like, like we don't even intend for it to do it, but then as you know, putting together the playlist or as you listen to it a few times over the week, you're like, Oh fuck, that song actually fits well with that other one. So in my opinion, this next song is one of the probably hidden gems of this band's catalog. The most people don't know about, but it's an excellent and such a well-written song and it's rest stop by matchbox 20, which was off their second album, mad season. And this song as, as D alluded to this song is talk about a heartbreaker just in terms of it it essentially, it essentially sets up where this, this guy and girl are driving down the interstate and the girl's driving and the guy's asleep. And she, for a brief second wonders, wonders what he's dreaming. And then realizes as the song says that she didn't care what he was dreaming and basically pulls the car over and says, get out before, before I lose my nerve to get you out, we're done and drops him off along the side of the interstate. I mean, that is, that is freaking wow. <laughs> you know, in terms of, I had the, not, when you, when you sent out your, your songs a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. I had not listened to the song in a while. And I was like, fuck, I don't know that I remember that one. So I looked it up on YouTube and, and I remember the VH1 storytellers is the first thing that pops up. Uh, and I was like, fuck, that's a good song. And God damn it, that's heartbreaking. Cause yeah. you know, you've either either felt that way or kind of been treated that way. You know, maybe not like get the fuck out of the car. On the of side thing. of the interstate. Yeah. So, <laughs> so in that, from a rest stop. Yeah. And and that storytellers uh, that's how he introduced the song and basically <laughs> breaks breaks it down. I was 17 years old. I was hitchhiking from Orlando to Daytona. That was my plan for the weekend. I met this girl. We had this great week together and we were headed back to her place in Tampa. That was the plan. Somewhere along the middle of the road, she stopped the car and kicked me out. She pulled over. I was sleeping and she said, listen, this just isn't going to work out. Sorry. Thanks for playing. She just kicked me out to the side of the road. She didn't thanks even take me playing. to my exit. It's because it's funny because when you're 17, everything's such a big affair of the heart. Everything is huge. Now, not so much. Now it's just character building. Funny story. At, at the time, though, it messed me up. So I wrote a song about it. Uh, I appreciate yeah. that he said it's a character building funny story. If somebody kicked me out along the interstate, I don't care. That that would not be character building. I'd be pissed off still about it. Yeah, at 43 years old. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Why, no. why did you I understand <laughs> I understand that we needed to break up, but did you have to drop me off along the interstate? God knows. Well, I mean, given the circumstances, him. if we yeah. hooked up with somebody at this point hitchhiking and uh, you know, hung out for a week, you know, just happened to meet, 
you know, then we, we probably got something going on in our lives that, uh, you know, so maybe we'd be like, no, nah, this seems fair. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but, and, and, you know, going back to that, the, she knew the crumpled up promise of this broken down man, but she knew all the words that I never had said, but she knew the crumpled up promise of this broken down man. I mean, that line right there is, you know, what I'm alluding to too. Like, you know, we're in our forties, if we're in a situation where we're hitchhiking across Florida <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think we'd be like, yeah, I saw that coming. Richie, sidebar, have you ever um, made somebody so mad when they were in a car with you that they just like jumped out of the car when it was still moving? Yes. I, I was actually just telling my neighbors the story the other day. We won't, we won't say her name, but yeah. Uh, were, uh, was one of us in the van with you or was it just, did she just end up walking no. back to him? He did, she did it right by up. my house. That's how I knew oh. it. I saw it happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it was the four way, or the, yeah. Three-way stop, yeah. Yeah, Richie has that effect on people. I, 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 the story's been told so many times. That's why I can't remember if I was actually I, in the van or not. I know, I, right? After they, yeah. after you've heard them so much, you're like, I was there, wasn't I? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, we we were a part of it because I think I was in the kitchen. I think I think that's how I found out. It was like either I was just getting back from a lunch or or getting ready to leave, and she just came walking you know, back to Hamilton's. Yeah. God. Anyway. Hey. Oh, she was a piece of work. That yeah. Oh, God, she yeah. was terrible. I mean, I didn't blame you for it. It's just, I just wondered. It was just a Yeah, question. but Richie has that effect on people. He yeah. makes them want to leave, you know, if, if I, if a minute I know, and a half into the ride. If I, yeah, I know. That's the incredible part. Hamilton's to the end of Franklin's is, yeah. is yeah, maybe a minute and a half. Yeah. It, it, if I'd known it would have had that effect, I would have waited until we got to the railroad tracks yeah. uh, between Franklin and Alexander and then started. I'm sure something was building up before you guys left. It had. Oh, I have no doubt. No, no, she had just she had just shown up for work. She was probably after coming to work the night before. Yeah, Yeah. like that's what it was all about. Was that you know, as a 17 year old kid, I now have I'm now down a person because she can't show up for work. So, so speaking of speaking of that, as we uh, transition into the next song, which is called "Gives You Hell," and Richie picked it, it's kind of a perfect (laughs) segue. Yeah, so uh, so so first, I, I want to dedicate very a, a song yeah. to a very special listener. You, you know who you are. Um, this is one of my favorite songs. It really is just the the perfect mix of vindictiveness and pettiness. <laughs> You're such an asshole. <laughs> Check some things never um, change. <laughs> it, like so, so D, D, you said you weren't familiar with this song because I, I mean I may have heard it before, but it's oh. this 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 sort of music. Although I don't dislike, it's not necessarily you know something stuff I seek out. Uh, uh, it's and it's it's a good song, but but I I just don't. If I heard it, I don't. Remember. It's just not sad enough for you. No, it's that's right. Mm-hmm. Just three miles. It, yeah. It's one of those songs that like when it comes on in a bar everyone goes apeshit for because it, it just everyone's been in that situation oh go ahead john I, I was just gonna say the one nice thing about this song is specifically that you don't have to wonder what it's about i mean yes. there's no yeah. there's yeah. no ambiguity there yeah you uh everyone everyone has well actually but you say that but actually after reading the notes i i had always taken the song at face value that you know he's basically singing it to an ex-girlfriend from high school that dumped him and now that he's a big star, he he's kind of, you know, hey, check well, this I, shit out. I, I don't think, I, I think, yeah, I mean, that's obviously what the song's about, but I don't think he did it from, it doesn't sound like he did it from personal experience. It sounds like he's like, this is what somebody would be like, you know, in that situation. 
I didn't even necessarily take it that way. I just took it as anything. I mean, this doesn't have to be about a a relationship like that per se. That this could be about a, you know, a partnership that blew up. I mean, you could use this in so many different ways. Or like, or a teacher or somebody, uh, you know, who didn't believe in you. You know, like uh, yeah, sure. uh, and that was kind of the the, ver- the version in the notes that I had just never thought about. But yeah, it works even perfectly, especially my, my favorite so- line in the song is you hear this song and you sing along, though you never tell. It, like, that's just perfect. And it really oh. fits with that person that was always an asshole to you growing up. Mm-hmm. And now you're just kind of like, yeah, fuck you. Um, yeah, great, great song. I, I just, I love this song. <laughs> it's, it's the one, the song. one lyric yeah. that, that is just kind of funny to me because it really, it's just really kind of uh, weird the way they wrote it was in truth be told, I miss you. And truth be told, I'm lying. And that's what, that's what lines up with the, the, you know, like he's kind of writing it as uh, uh, you know, tongue in cheek, so to speak, uh, you know, but it's also seems to be the style of like this punk pop, punk pop sort of thing or pop punk. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's not dissimilar to the other song which you chose later on where it's probably not meant to be taken so seriously but you know maybe there's some truth to it but it's just not uh, yeah uh i, I guess uh, the next song's mine mm-hmm. uh it leads into this uh trio of songs including the request for the week but it's a uh, Jurassic by filter uh and it was originally on the crow sound or this the sequel uh, to the crow city of angels uh uh by and i I, this was the reason I bought that CD. This and the whole cover of Gold Dust Woman, but this song just fucking rocks. It blows me, it blows my mind still to this day. That's so long ago. Yeah, it, it's a good song. Um, I had been a really long time since I since I'd heard it. Filter just kind of has that sound to them, you know. Yeah. The, I mean, this is this is a oh a, angst, anger. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. and it's so funny that they became like a VH1 band though too, with like that. Uh, Did uh, they really? Was it? Yeah, that hmm. pic, uh, picture. That was always. I like, forgot was, about that song. I hate that song. That, I really it, don't it, like that song. I did. Oh. I liked it when it first came out, but oh. uh, you know, tending bar VH1 was on, and you know, mm-hmm. there wasn't a ball game, so this song played over and over again. That that was song. that was one of those songs that you're right. When it very you very first heard it, you're like, this is a pretty good song, and then after you heard it for the twenty thousandth time, you're like, I can't do it anymore. I just cannot hear the song ever again. I hate that song. Mm. Yeah, I can't even place that song. I, I'm thinking of the what was it Nickelback that had the photograph song? No, that <laughs> was. Oh yeah, they did. Yeah, they did have that yeah. song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Wasn't the guy's name in that song Joey or something like that? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I was just say what, what the hell is on Joey's head? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yep. Yeah. This this song I had totally <laughs> forgotten, and then as soon as it and, and it starts off very similar to Hey Man Nice Shot, but then mm-hmm. as soon as it got into, the, I'm like, oh yeah, that song. Yeah, there's totally there's only one part of this song that I'm really not particularly fond of and and probably when the song came out i thought it was great but it's just not my my uh jam anymore is the part where he's screaming towards the end of it i just don't really like screaming in oh. songs all that much anymore yeah no and no but but yeah like when this came out in 96 or whatever yeah. 97 yeah that was absolutely that's what we did in the car yeah <laughs> you know, exactly. we looked for songs like these yeah uh and probably on the next time we talk about covers or whatever like uh on the X-Files movie soundtrack, they do a cover of uh, that one is the loneliest number, which has some screaming in it too, towards the end, but I think it's really effective. And it's still like, those are the two songs I think about with Filter, even more so than Hey Man, Nice Shot, because uh, I, these song, I like both of those you know versions. So, so I was I was really intrigued with the, uh, the meaning of the song, which is something I had never known before, um, just about it being kind of that, that age divide and, 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 the anger at the old rich dude 
versus the versus the young kid that feels like he's doing all the work kind of thing. I thought that was really interesting. And then and once I knew to look for it, yeah, you pick it up in the song throughout, but it wasn't something that I had ever uh, kind of figured out before, I would say. The, the, the specificity of that yeah. that sort of claim, which I mean, like you said, now that you know it, you it's you know so fucking obvious. Uh, but uh, uh, but yeah, and and uh, filter. I think we probably talked about this, Richie. I believe you picked uh, "Hey Man, Nice Shot" uh, for that that first uh, playlist yeah. you joined us with. Actually, uh, you know, Richard Patrick, the lead singer of the band, uh, was formerly in the original Nine Inch Nails lineup, and uh, and he him and Trent Reznor had some disagreements. And it led to the formation of Filter, and and yeah, this this album is the one that really kind of put Filter out there. Like, hey man, they this one had the multiple singles, uh, and like I said, it got the VH1 airplay. Uh, there's that other song I can't think of. The Hey Dad, what do you think about your boy now? I don't think I, is that picture. That might be picture actually. Do you want to take my picture? Yeah, anyhow. But uh, but yeah, the the uh, where they got you know recognition. Oh. I think that's I think it is now that I I couldn't place where that that line but now that i'm thinking about it and talking about it out loud uh but yeah so so uh richard patrick uh the lead singer guy who uh, started filter you know eventually filter broke up and that leads us into the next song of actually first oh, sorry real quick d was it geracetol that the docs prescribed for you when you had that prolapsed anus what so so the next song is the uh, request of the week uh which made me think about the songs that i've sandwiched uh, damn it uh, richie now i gotta edit part of this show out <laughs> no leave it in there we people have noticed that when richie you know throws a dud out there that you know that's oh yeah you guys just let it let it hang it's fine uh, but uh the next song is army of anyone's disappear which a listener kathy had requested uh uh, good tune uh, which is yeah it's a great song i i and mm-hmm. and i remember when this band came out okay so anyhow it's richard patrick uh after he left filter and the rest of the remaining members of stone temple pilot when scott wyland got kicked out of the band the third time probably uh so i i mean you can tell that the the stone temple pilot sound is in there and richard patrick's voice and especially the song lends itself great to their music just like scott wyland does but but yeah this is a this is a fantastic song yeah, I, I really liked it. I had to listen to it a few times. It's a, uh, it's got a lot of um, a lot of different meanings that you can kind of take away from it. But it, it does have religious overtones, which always make make songs, um, you know, particularly interesting. But uh, the songmeanings.com stuff that you you've got in here, D. I thought if you want to go through that a little bit, I thought it was um, was pretty fascinating, actually. Well, and I think the religious part of it is just kind of a, uh, uh, you know, like people like either giving up on you or you're just tired of it. And, and, you know, like religion, he used religion, letting religion, having religion let him down as sort of the metaphor. Uh, it, but it, it was a great comment and, and I should have put who made it, but uh, it, it gives meaning to like people fuck you. So over so much, everybody from the bullies, the bosses, government bankers, the elite going back to a, uh, uh, Jurassic Hall. Uh, it makes you doubt your world. You know, like it, they're just so authoritative over somebody else. It makes you doubt your whole worldview. You know, to figure it out, world, Jesus or God cannot save you when people tread on you this bad. I, I yeah, that it's it's such a great song. I've listened mm-hmm. to it so much in the yeah. last few weeks. It's yeah. also it's also got a very nice uh, melodic tone to it too. You know, a little bit different than the than the yeah. previous song in terms of that. You know, I think it it's just all around a, a well put together song. So good pick. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Kathy. That's a great song. Uh, and if you guys want to request things, you can hit us up on Instagram or Facebook. Uh, I do Instagram. Sean does Facebook. we got our Gmail account. You can email us. Uh, 
uh, or if you know us, you can text us and tell us to do it. But, uh, but yeah, that's a great song, which leads into that. Or anybody that just wants Dee's phone number, I'm happy to give it to them. If they email us. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you Homer's phone number too. If no, you want, oh, you know? oh, 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 oh. He, he is no longer Homer, by the way. Oh, I, I, I refuse to say that name going forward. He is now William Seymour the first. Is, is what I'm calling him because if he wants to act like an uppity asswipe and, and <laughs> wants to uh, wants to uh, root for Thomas oh. Ed, Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. all the time and follow him around to all of his little bandwagon hopping teams, then he can no longer be the nice, mild mannered guy that we like to drink with Homer. He is now William Seymour the first because he is a pompous <laughs> ass, is what he is. So, yeah, interesting take, Sean Richie. Is is that fair? I approve this message. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Homer's Homer's not going to like this guy. William. William. I'm still going to call him Homer. I mean, I I understand that. uh, Yeah. 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 Wow. Shots fired. Yeah. That's a great way to close out side A though. It is. Do you need to take a break D? I don't. I'm good. Okay. Let's, let's keep, let's keep on rolling then. That's the midway song. It's the automatic flip in the car where we don't have to actually take the tape out. Yeah. Uh, so the sandwich for uh, this one is a Stone Temple Pilot song, since Army Anyone was filtering Stone Temple Pilots. And this is Big Empty, which coincidentally was ri- originally released on the first Crow soundtrack. I did not uh, know that, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Because it, 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 it was on their, it was second. On their second record, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. The, the Crow soundtrack came out like seven, eight months before uh, Purple came out. But but yeah, this is such a great song, too. And, and I hadn't actually listened to this one in a while. Uh yeah, Big Empty by, by Stone Temple Pilots. I, I think most famously, people uh, our age probably remember the uh, the Unplugged video. It wasn't actually on the Unplugged show, but but when the album came out, they started playing the recorded, the Unplugged uh, version of the song, which is which is outstanding. They always really did the acoustic songs great. Yeah. It's kind of amazing that it wasn't on that Unplugged video. Like it just, because this did become a very big song for them. Yeah. Just kind of fascinating. Well, it, it, it's just like State of Love and Trust and uh, Rockin' in the Free World didn't make the Pearl Jam one. Uh, you know, it's on the album and and the subsequent, you know, DVD release of it. But, but yeah. It's so good. It's, yeah, yeah it's, it's a great song. We haven't done much STP really, have we? We have I, not. I, I went back and looked and, and the the first tape, the one that Sean, you know, that that started the podcast, the, the original Good Tape had a couple of songs on there. And then I brought up Vaseline one other time. And, uh, uh, but this is the only other time they came on there, which I think is odd too, because we all really like this band quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And, and they have a lot of good songs, really. I mean, they, oh, yeah, like, when you go through it. So, yeah, so they you... t- Tiny Music, their third album, just had an anniversary this year. And I, you know, of course, got the, the vinyl for it. But, uh, uh, I, you forget, I forgot how good of an album that was, too. Yeah. So, I'm going to be a downer on this song a little bit. I, uh, always liked this song but for some reason listening to it the last couple of weeks it was just like i don't know if it goes into that line of heard this song too much because it used to play too much or what but i don't i don't dig it as much as i used to it's just I a agree. little too, I, I, yeah the first couple of times i listened to the playlist i was like fuck i forgot how good the song is mm-hmm. but i think like you said i think the fatigue over time uh uh you know like this is probably the weakest song on this playlist, actually. And, and that's not saying it's not a great song, but it's, it's a good playlist that, this week. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, mm-hmm. it, but I, I, uh, this was after listening to, you know, I have more time to listen to the playlist than you guys do. So, uh, I list, I've listened to it probably at least a dozen times. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, it was the one that was like easily, you know, I'm not in the mood for this one. I'll skip this. 
And I don't know if it's because this song had such a commercial success too, because it could be played on so many formats that you just heard it more, like then it probably was justified compared to some of their other music or, or what it was. But yeah, I had the same feeling that I'm like, eh, I'm good with this one. Hmm. I figured I was going to be a loner on that. Wow. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, the, the one cool thing that, that I should have probably known is uh, her name is what it means. You know, the uh, he's singing, you know, like heroin and, and the word heroin, like a female hero, mm-hmm. like, like I thought that was kind of, if that's true or not, but if it is, it's a pretty cool, you know, way to allude to it but but yeah no it's uh yeah it it yeah i think you're right sean it, 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 because we heard it so many times it had that hootie and the blowfish effect where maybe uh, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 so um if uh rest stop earlier in the playlist didn't crush your soul this song certainly will <laughs> <laughs> I'm to kick you in the nuts. So, so chris stapleton released an album in 2017 called from a room volume one and uh um broken halos was the big song off of that um album but this was like a little hidden gem on there that he had actually written this song with a couple of other guys that apparently and i did not know this until you put the notes out d that leanne womack another country artist had had uh, recorded it several years before but he recorded his own version of it a very acoustic version of the song either way and it's basically him and the guitar and him even maybe over singing the song a little bit but it gives it the meaning that it needs to with some of those high notes but this song's basically a husband and wife who live together they have a family they they do all the stuff that they're supposed to do but they don't really give a shit about each other and he basically in the song talks about that uh, you can stay or you can go, but I'm not going to love you either way. And that is so, just like the most heartbreaking, crushing soul thing I, in your life. So I knew this song. And, and you know, again, I had to double go back and double check because I was like, God, I know that song. But and and I guess I never really I like Chris Stapleton and, and I would put mm-hmm. Chris Stapleton on in the background sometimes, you know, because the guitar is an amazing guitarist mm-hmm. and singer. Yeah. But I don't think I really spent a lot of time with this song. So like the first time I listened to it, I was like, wait, but. I won't love you either way. Like mm-hmm. wait, he's, this is a song about, I don't like you anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, and it sounds, and, and it's, it's, it's depressing because you know, unlike the next song uh, or, or uh, uh, gives you hell, you know, this is like, you know, like I'm so fucking pissed that we're in this situation, but you know, like, are we just going to fucking keep doing this? Really? We're going to keep doing this. Cause I guess I am, if you are, you know, that sort of thing. The line in it that besides the besides the one that I just mentioned that I think is the most like, wow, is the I used to cry and stay up nights and wonder what went wrong. And it's been hard and hearts can only do that for so long, you know, to where all of a sudden you just mentally you just shut down and you're just done with it. And I'm past the yeah. point of giving in all my tears are cried. Yeah. We take a perfect we fake the perfect like I'm past the point of giving in and all the tears we cry. Oh, yeah. It's a great song. Not one it's you want to listen to. Song. Not one you want to listen to all that often, probably. No. <laughs> no, but it's and, a great and I mean, song. His voice is just so powerful mm-hmm. in the song. If, like he just belts it out. Yeah. If if you are going you through a shitty relationship or a getting out of a situation and you're unhappy, don't listen to Rest Stop. <laughs> don't listen to this fucking song. <laughs> oh, it's so they're uh, not not uh, not what the doctor ordered. Yeah. You know, maybe listen to the next song a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. 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 Definitely. I will so, say I will say this though that w- real quick before we before we wrap that one up is, one uh, is uh with that song I was talking about how he hits that high note when he's singing the chorus you almost can't have the radio up too loud either because it'll kind of like break your eardrums the way he sings yeah. it and that's part of it it's almost like his pain coming out when he's singing the song yeah. I, I, 
Chris Stapleton, uh, you know, speaking of the 30 anniversaries, uh, the Black Album is have as, as an upcoming anniversary, 30 years this year too. And uh, and for it, they're releasing this huge cover set, like a bunch of different artists covering their the songs from that album. Uh, uh, Jason Isbell does uh, Sad But True is so to say Vincent. I think I might have brought that up on a show. Mm-hmm. But a couple of weeks ago, uh, they just put out Chris Stapleton doing uh, Nothing Else Matters. Holy It's fuck. really good. Yeah. And the guitar mm-hmm. solo at the end is so, I'm like, yeah. the, the way he interprets this song, you know, it's pretty faithful, yet it's still, it's so much more heartbreaking coming out of his mouth and, and that acoustic guitar. Like, it's so fucking good. If you haven't listened to it, you should check it out. Mm-hmm. yeah it is really good you you had sent it you had sent it to us i don't know if you sent it to both of us but i know you sent it to me and it's it, it was fantastic if you've never seen chris chris stapleton in concert by the way he's a must because i saw him a few years ago and he was really really good so yeah i, w- I would love to see him. yeah like, i need to i need to spend more time with his with his stuff mm-hmm. and, and d for bringing up metallica a uh, good call on the woodstock 99 uh documentary, documentary. You know, oh my god what a shit show <laughs> I, I, I haven't seen the Firefest documentaries uh but you know for the fact that it was a successful event uh you know made money it was ludicrous like insane. who comes up with that concert lineup it's like it's ridiculous just, that that is you 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 can take maybe six hours of those types of bands and they stretched it out of three days of yeah. like just one anger band after another well, and then to throw Jewel or Cheryl Crow in between those sort of things, like what the fuck are you guys doing? Yeah, you know, yeah, it was so. It was that was the height of what you, know, you don't want to hear soak up. The, you don't want to hear soak up the sun in between some of those bands. Yeah. Come on, D. So who will so save that, your soul? And then yeah. Nookie. It, it wouldn't have been that bad, Sean. But literally, they had three, three female acts in mm-hmm. three days, one uh-huh. each day. Yeah, but it was Jewel, Cheryl Crow, and uh, I can't remember who the other one was either. Yeah, the other one was just as big, and it's like, that's so it's going to bring to in a certain it. population. Yeah, and then yeah, it it was bad. It was bad. Yeah, it's a great documentary. Yeah, very well done. Yeah. Oh, speaking of documentaries, uh, when I was down in St. Louis last week, Richie showed me some of the Paul McCartney documentary on Hulu since I hadn't gotten to it yet. Oh yeah, first yeah. episode was really good. So yeah, yeah, yeah it's and they're all like that. Yeah. And then if oh, uh, speaking, of- and I'm sure you've seen this, D. But just in case you haven't, th- then I also had Richie watch because he hadn't seen this when uh, when McCartney does um, carpool karaoke with James Corden. Oh yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that's super good yeah. too. I cry every time at the end watching those people get so excited. Yeah, and, and you know, like uh, uh, speaking of anniversaries and documentaries and Paul McCartney, uh, they just announced the Let It Be box set, you know, for its 50th anniversary. Mm. Uh, uh, and uh, Peter Jackson actually did. A, a documentary on the rooftop concert that's supposed to be on Disney plus in like November oh, or December. Cool. That it's, yeah. Yeah. It's I, I'm looking forward to that. And, and, and the box set here in the new masters of it. How many uh, different versions of that box set are you going to order? And that, oh, and just what, one, and, just uh, the vinyl, just the vinyl. Okay. Yeah. The CD one comes with a Blu-ray of the, of the music, you know, mm. so it's like in full surround and that's tempting, but you know, 200 bucks for the box set and then another 140 for the CDs that I'll only listen to maybe once or twice. It just, Do you only listen to vinyl now? Vinyl or MP3s, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so much. I, I mean, I hate, I hate letting go of physical music, which is probably why I'm, you know, the in vinyl. Uh, but it's for a CD, it's so much more convenient to just, you know, put a headphones on or, or you know, throw your phone and you know, connect it to something and listen to Apple or Spotify. I gave up on, yeah, yeah, I just do that now. Mm-hmm. 
Interesting. And then this is a big release week for you too, D, right? The the new Imagine Dragons album coming out Tuesday. <laughs> I saw that in the Target ad this morning. I'm just like, what the fuck? God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Richie, you got next. Yep, yep. So uh, I, I, I don't ever really do this, but I want to dedicate this next song to another special listener that they knew who they are. Um, <laughs> it's, a, it's a puddle of mud song called She Hates Me. Or as it was originally titled, she fucking hates me. I think she probably <laughs> does hate you. I think that's probably fair. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, it's that's what I go for. Or at least a strong um, dislike. Let's go strong dislike. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll 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 tone it down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Let's not have is... anybody jumping out of the van or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get the fuck out. I don't care. <laughs> uh, I never once told her to get out of the van. She no. jumped out of the van. <laughs> she just chose. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, going back to uh, the Chris Stapleton thing, like if like this is a much better if you're going through a shitty relationship or you know yes. breakup or heartbreak, this song is probably an easier listen to than Chris Stapleton or Rest Up. And, and I, I would say like uh, the All American Reject songs like that too. It's yeah. the it's the uh, kind of the the power giving power to the the situation. Um, I cannot believe this song was played on the radio. Like, I, did they bleep it? I don't even remember now. It's been so long. They ago. they had to. They had. Yeah. I, I, they didn't. I don't think they bleeped it. I think they they did the like they reversed it. Sometimes they, they reversed, reversed songs. it. They did something. Mm-hmm. Or if they said freaking hates me. No, or, I'm or so, what? I, I I gotta believe they just she hates me you know like yeah yeah uh and this is when did this song come out not 2002 yeah although it was written in 1993 which is kind of interesting so yeah yeah it uh it's just it's always a fun song like you you take it with a grain of salt i don't i don't feel like there's a higher meaning to it it's you know (laughs) somebody in a bad relationship and 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 doesn't feel appreciated and you, you go from there yeah, I tried too hard, and she tore my feelings like I had none, and just ripped them away. <laughs> uh, I I forgotten, you know, like this is a song I always think of with Puddle of Mud, uh, but I I forgotten about Blurry, the Blurry, other song. Oh, that's a good that, song. Yeah, that's a great song. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, the video to that is heartbreaking too. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I'd forgotten all about that one. There's a good follow-up song that's kind of along these lines that they sing too, and I can't remember what it was called. It's something Psycho, and I can't remember what it what it was exactly. But it was similar. To, I remember that one. It was similar to this song. It was after this song. I'm gonna say. I'm trying to yeah. see. Well, I'm gonna say. Oh, the other the other part I threw in there. Uh, oh, it was just called Psycho. <laughs> That's yeah. all it's called. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I had it right. Yeah, they're not very imaginative. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, the band has also performed "She Hates Me" as a medley with "Summer Nights" from the film Grease. I, I threw that in there oh, because there we were just go. talking about that with the the Sammy Hagar and Van Halen song. And how much fun! Like if if you spliced mm. those two songs together. That could really be a lot of fun because yes, like yes. summer nights is already in two parts. You make this a third part. It, it'd be perfect. Yeah. And, and I mean, the beat to it is, is awfully similar to it too. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I need to look, see, I'm sure there's something online with that. Too. Yeah. Yeah. I just haven't looked for it either, but no, yeah. it's a, it's a fun song. I always, I always enjoy this one. So the next song is my pick and I didn't pick this song for whatever meaning the song has. Cause I really didn't care. I picked it for the, how it sounds because it's seven nation army. Um, by the white stripes and basically this song in terms of its guitar work is just on point and a lot of fun to listen to well it, and and like like it says in the notes repeatedly it's like become like a stadium anthem because it's kind of mm-hmm. got that we will rock you sort of uh 
a vibe to the stomping sort of, you know, vibe to that. You're not going to find a song that uses the bass guitar more effectively than this song does, in my opinion. It's, it's a good song. It's, 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 it got played a lot too, going mm-hmm. back to like big empty, uh, uh, you, you know, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, this is why Jack White's a genius, a song like this, mm-hmm. you know, to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in in terms of it, you know, honestly, I when the White Stripes got really popular, I didn't really listen to them that much, so I haven't over overheard this song too much. You know, I, I'm not like burned out on it or anything. It's not like a song I would want to listen to all the time or anything like that. But uh, but when you just want a good a good song that just you just kind of jam out to or whatever, this is a good one to pick. White Stripes are incredible. Uh, Jack White is so talented. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're everybody's cup of tea, but if you like good guitar, like the Rock and Tour song, uh, uh. Uh, we, I picked for the last, you know, songs you guys need to hear episode, episode, like, like he is an incredible guitarist. Meg White is such an underrated drummer. And, uh, uh, I, I, the album before this one, this one was off of elephant, but the, the white blood cells before this one is my favorite of theirs. And that that's basically where, where they broke out from, uh, on that album. But, uh, but yeah, if, if, if you want to dive in, I would dive, I would start with that one, the one before this white blood cells. And basically the song, by the way, talking about not caring about the meaning, according to the notes, the song is about a diatribe against fame. So take that for what you will. So it's kind of interesting when people get famous and then they don't like fame. Speaking of that, uh, the uh, sidebar, uh, Nirvana, the the, uh, the the kid who posed as a baby for that, that picture uh, mm-hmm. on the cover of Nevermind, uh, and his parents pay, apparently got like 200 bucks for it, is now suing the band and its management for calling it child pornography is how fucking ridiculous is that? I don't think you'll get too far with it, but Richie, if you want to repeat what you said before we uh, came on the air, I think I just said in this day and age, you really never know. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. You can get burned by hot coffee. Yeah. Yeah. And the the fact that this kid has, you know, for different anniversaries of this album has recreated the pose in the pool, you know, with trunks on, obviously not naked, but, uh, but you child pornography, get the fuck out of here. That's so they Jesus only got Christ, they only got two hundred dollars for that. Yeah, because it was just a, a photo shoot for yeah. a band that yeah. they, so, they didn't realize was it gonna explode. How this is gonna end is Nirvana's lawyers are gonna say, pay him fifty thousand dollars or whatever, and the whole thing goes away. He's just trying to I would say just trying to get some money, you know, and, and well money and attention, absolutely. He'll probably he'll probably get it, to be honest, because a lot yeah. of times these it's easier for them to just settle out of court and be done with it than go through all the process. Uh, that album's 30 years old this year too uh uh but this that i imagine this guy is probably like the guy in rest stop where he's probably 35 years old or 30 years old and is hitchhiking from tampa you know from in florida and just hooks up with a random girl and realizes he's shitty and that's why she threw him out of the car uh. that's my take on it yeah yeah uh yeah white stripes great jack white fantastic and, and like sean said this was a band that i just never got totally into like i feel like we were just slightly too old for their target when they came out um no, and it's so we didn't over listen to them which is nice i did yeah you're different than us though yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. you've always you've always kept your music dedication up where yeah. you know i have not and i don't think richie has either nope nope mm-hmm. No, there's just too much out there. Yeah. Um, last one, Richie. It's you. Last yeah, one. We had we had no Sammy song, so this mm-hmm. this was the most impactful song I I thought of. So that's why we I we closed with it. Uh, Sean, had you ever heard this song? before? I had not heard this song before. Oh, but really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, I'm not surprised because you know it it 
falls in line with like the white stripes. Like uh, if you weren't listening to a certain radio, certain kind of radio station, it probably didn't come up on your radar, but go ahead, Richie. I'm sorry. Yeah. So uh, I, I never do this, but I really just want to dedicate this song to a very special listener. They, they know who they are. Um, the song is uh, hate me by blue October and dear God, this song is I cry every just time I hear it. Every, every time it, like start to finish like even so the radio version doesn't usually play the uh the voicemail Mm. which it starts with a voicemail from the lead singer's mom on like checking in like like she you can she is you can hear that she's upset because he's upset and like it's it's one of those hey are are you okay or are you committing suicide like like that kind of level of Mm check-in and and the song and that's the light part of the song quite frankly um yeah, she sounds really nice and pleasant. And then it's, I have to block out thoughts to you so I don't lose my head. They're crawling like a cockroach leaving babies in my bed. <laughs> like dropping little reels of tape to remind me that I'm alone playing movies in my head that make a porno feel like home. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. I got to say about the voice. That's the opening line to the song. <laughs> I got I, I to say about the uh, opening voicemail, though, the first time that I listened to it on my way to work a few weeks ago, I was I was driving along and I thought, what the hell's going on with my phone? I didn't, you know, I didn't like totally threw me off. I'm like, why is there something coming out of my phone? You know, that, you know, that's not in this, you know, and then I realized, okay, this is part of the song, but it threw me off. Ah, it is so, this song is so fucking heartbreaking. It is. And Mm -hmm. I mean, this is, this is the kind of breakup song you never hear because this is, this is a case where he has come to the realization that like he is a toxic poison person and he wants out of the relationship just to save the other person all of the pain that he's going to inflict on them in the coming years. Like it is just unbelievable. Nobody does that. I just, you talking about it and reading over the lyrics, I'm getting goosebumps. Like, like this is one of those guilty pleasure songs. Like when, like, I know I'm going to cry when I put it on, it's just so fucking powerful. And, and I listen to it like it's, I, it's been, yeah. Yeah. I've always loved this song and Oh my God, it's so fucking good. And it does the thing where like it rises and falls like, like some, like the last time he does the chorus, he's, he's like almost whispering it because he's just like, you just emotionally spent. Well, and there's, and, you know, talk, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to go ahead. It, just and talking about like seeing the disappointment in her eyes when, when, when he's let her down again. Oh, it's just so good. But even, Sean- even the part of the, even the part of the song where he basically goes on to all the stuff that was done good for him, but you have to go away because you have to leave me behind because That's- I'm just not good. You well, know, in the video, mm-hmm. in the video actually focuses on, uh, uh, like he could be singing the song to his mother, you know, and not just a failed relationship. Mm-hmm. And and I, I and I think he realized that too. I think he wrote the song about a relationship, but uh, like a, a, a an ex girlfriend. But I think he realized that, you know, once he got clean and and he's like, "Fuck, I hurt mom too." You know, like a uh, like you were saying in a sick way. I want to thank you for holding my head up late at night while I was busy waging wars on myself. You were trying to stop the fight, and uh, and the part that you know, like I'm almost. Uh, like i'm like oh god damn this gets a good so and then the part where he gets to so i'll drive so fucking far away that's the part where i'm just like fuck every time every time and it, yeah it just it, it's one of those songs like you you're rooting for him he yeah. is like you just want him to be able to hit a point where he turns it around and 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 they can reconcile but like it, it's clear from the song that that's just never going to happen like there's just no chance for that oh the other 
And like a baby boy, I never was a man until I saw your blue eyes crying and I held your face in my hand. And then I fell down yelling, make it go away. It may shine just like it used to be. And then she whispered, how can you do this to me? God damn. Like, fuck. It's so well written. And, and geez, I'm starting to fucking tear up. Just fucking so they're coming through St. Louis, uh, either late September, early October. And it's like, oh, I, I, I like I don't know almost, many others. I don't know many. They have nothing else. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It'd but be a long song. concert to sit and wait for one song. If, and, yeah. and they could be the kind of assholes who w- would refuse to play it too. Although that, I don't think so since he's re-recorded the song like eight different times. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't think so. Yeah. Um, on, on Amazon this week, uh, one of the times I listened through, it followed this song up with the freshman would call back to episode five. I think the first one I was on, yeah, but it's like, yeah. like, I don't think I can take the freshman. After <laughs> hate like, I, I just, it just cracked me up this week. Like st- starting with rest stop and then, and like no, you would throw in this song. I already knew I was like, Oh fuck, you know? And then Sean threw in the Chris Stapleton. I was like, my songs are all kind of, you know, not, not depressing. You know? Like, yeah. We thought and, you were getting too happy, D. We had to yeah, do something yeah, to bring was, you back down. I was enjoying myself a little too much. And you guys just wanted to <laughs> remind me that I'm an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Between the songs, we're, we're just prepping you to, to go back to Asia. So just. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do we want to try yeah, to do be... another show before you go, by the way? Would that make sense? Sure. Because we may have a little bit of a delay while you're getting settled and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and getting used to the time difference and everything. Uh, yeah, uh, we can do one next weekend. Yeah, I think I should be able to do that. Yeah. Do you want to do just maybe like, like kind oh, of what actually, we talk? I won't be able to record next weekend, but you two can do a show. Thank you for your permission. I, <laughs> I was just going to say, yeah. Sean and Dee's good tape gets permission from Richie to actually put out a fucking episode. <laughs> That's why nobody likes you, Richie. <laughs> nobody ever likes the executive producer. Uh, you have I'm to make the hard decisions. Evil. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting out of the van right now. Yeah, all right. Well, let's, we'll talk throughout the week and figure up. out what we want to do for next week. And all. Yeah, we'll do, we'll do something, you know, quick or, you know, uh, let's playlist oriented. Yeah, sounds good. All right. Well, gents, I think that is a wrap for this week, but uh, it's been fun and uh, appreciate everybody listening to the show and all of that fun stuff and tell your friends so we can have more listeners so we can we can build on the dozens and dozens of Sean and Dean fans. And (laughs) And I want to apologize for the the show on behalf of the show to uh, to Homer. And I'm sorry that had to come out like who (laughs) William (laughs) Seymour, the first pompous ass. What, All right, what's we'll, he going to do when, when Brady goes to the uh, <laughs> Cowboys next year? Oh God. I hope that doesn't happen. Yeah. That would just, that would just, it would hurt to see, see, have to like refer to him as Homer again after all of this. So anyway, D, enjoy that phone call. You're going to get in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll see you Are next you gonna week. post this today or tomorrow. So I can brace myself. Eh, probably this afternoon just for fun. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> we'll see you next time here on Sean and D's good tape. I want you to know it's over. Well, bye.